Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that we can come to you in your presence to worship you, to praise you with all our heart. Lord, we are seeking your face together. We love you so much because you love us first. Oh Lord, we believe you love us and you want to protect us. You want to bless us, and you send your Son Jesus Christ into the world two thousand plus years ago, and He shed His blood on the cross. He was wounded so that we can have life, have good health, prosperity. Anointing, oh Lord, we believe that on that day when your Son Jesus said, "It is finished," the Holy Spirit came out from the Holy of Holies, and now your Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of us. We ask you, Father, that your Holy Spirit will be our teacher today. You will speak to us through your Holy Spirit. To your anointing, and Lord, help us to receive your word with a repentant and humble heart, and we can really put what you say in your Scripture into practice every day. Build our faith, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. It's so wonderful that we can. Come into His presence together, and today we are celebrating the Resurrection Sunday in year 2020. Therefore, I would like to encourage you with the Word of God concerning the resurrection power of the Lord. The Lord has power to change our life, to save us, to heal us, to. Perform miracles in our life and through our life. I believe that all of you want to grow up more. You want to have victory in your life, and I wonder what you would like to change about yourself. Would you like to be more confident, more relaxed, more outgoing, have more faith, and have no fear, no bitterness? No boredom. You want to be healed from some chronic diseases? Do you want to be healed from incurable diseases, or do you want to be set free from certain addictions? I believe that you need the power of God in order to set you free. Some of you may need some power to set you free from demonic oppression. Some of you need the power of God to guide you and lead you, and you can be free from debt. There is nobody in life who feels like he has attained perfection. I am not perfect either. Most of us are very interested in changing, and we realize that there is always room for improvement. There is always room to get something better and to be healthier. 
and to be more powerful. Many people ask this question: What is it that I cannot change? What is it that I cannot be free from addiction, or to be healed from this sickness? Many of people say, "I want to change, but I don't know how. I don't have the power to change, to be healed, and to be set free." Many of us, including me, before I became a Christian, we went to seminars, conferences, looking for the painless cure that is going to zap our life and to change us instantly and give us self-discipline. Or we try to go on diets, eat different kind of supplements, or we join a health club, and our enthusiasm goes great for about two weeks. And then it is kind of wanes, and we go back into the same old rut again, and we don't change. Some of us read self-help books. The problem with self-help books is that they tell you what to do, but they don't give you the power to do it. They say things like, "Get rid of all your bad habits. Be positive. Don't be negative." And the question in my mind: How, when I was a young man in Thailand, I study a religion, and the religions tell me don't do this thing and do these things, but I find out that I did not have power to do good and to stop doing bad. The question is: Where do I get the power to change in my life? Whether my habits, my lifestyle, my health, my finances. That is a big problem. It's a basic problem: a lack of power in our life. And I remember when I was a young man in Thailand in that generation, in the 60s, 70s. At that time, there were gangsters on the street. They can come to you and kick you and stab you with a knife. So I ran around looking for power. I went to the judo class. I went to the Karate class and Taekwondo class, and I went to the uh, temple to put the spell on my back to get more power to protect myself. Especially at that time, my girlfriend was very, very popular. A lot of guys on the street like Pasada. So I need the power, but I did not know Jesus at that time. How do I break out of the mold I am in of my wrong habits? Where do I get the power to get off center? How can I be free from addiction? How can I be healed from this incurable disease? How can I be free from this debt? How can I get the power to protect myself from the pandemic of COVID-19? I want to tell you the good news today. That is what Christ's resurrection is all about—the power of resurrection. The Apostle Paul said in the book of Philippians, chapter three, verse ten, that I may know Him, Christ, and the power of His resurrection, and the fellowship of His sufferings, being conformed to His death. We want to know the power of God. We want to experience the power of resurrection. As a medical doctor, I have seen people dying in front of me, 
people who have brain bleeding, heart attack, they died in the ICU, and the nurses and the doctor tried to do the resuscitation, and many of them did not make it; they died. And when I have patient with brain injury, and the heart stop, and the brain lack oxygen for five to ten minutes. The brain became dead. So when we got the wave from the brain, we call EEG. The wave is flat. After a person is dead for more than five to ten minutes, the brain is dead. There's no way you can get that person back to life again from the medical point of view. But Jesus was crucified. He was killed, and three days later. The power of resurrection raised him from the dead. Ephesians chapter one verses nineteen to twenty. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. I pray, as your pastor, that you will begin to understand and experience how incredibly great His power is to help those who believe Him. The same mighty power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. The word "power" is used in the New Testament fifty-seven times. Therefore, the New Testament is a book of power. The Resurrection Sunday is the most powerful event that ever happened. It separates A.D. and B.C. Our history was split by this one powerful event, the Resurrection Sunday. What is that power? Is it the power of resurrection that can change your life and give you supernatural breakthroughs and victory? We are going to be talking about power here today, the power of resurrection. How do I have the power to change, and how does God change me and make me what I want to be and what He wants me to be? How can He change me by His power? I think of a new chaplain at the prison. He was nervous. He was aside dead row. He was. Trying to be positive when he went into counseling a guy that was going to be executed. This chaplain was working with people who are in the death row. So he went into this man. He said, "I have really been praying for you, brother." The prisoner said, "But you don't realize tomorrow, I'm going to the electric chair." The chaplain said, "Well." More power to you. I'm not talking about the power at the electric chair. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of resurrection that we want to know. The Greek word for power in the New Testament is the word dunamis, and in English we call dynamite. God said, "I want to give you dynamite power into your life. If you have faith." The power of resurrection can work in your life and through your life. Paul said, 
I want to know this power. It is my personal goal, and I want you to know it. That's what Paul say in the book of Philippians and the book of Ephesians. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead more than two thousand years ago is available for your life right now, and to change your life and to give you victory. And God wants to give you that power. In the book of Luke, chapter. 10 verse 19, Jesus said, "Behold, I have given you authority and power, dunamis, to trample upon serpents and scorpions, and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you." I believe we, as believer, have the power of resurrection inside us. And coronavirus or any deadly pestilence will not be able to harm you and me. What is resurrection power? It is the power to cancel your past. It is the power to conquer your problems, and it is the power to change your life and your personality. That is what the Bible says. So I would like to talk about these three things. The power of resurrection is the power to wipe out, to cancel your past. That is number one. The power of Christ's resurrection can cancel your past, your past failures, your past mistakes, your past wrong decisions, your sins, and your past regrets. When I say cancel. I'm not talking about denying the past and saying that it never happened. Cancel means to eliminate, to neutralize, or offset. Have you ever been halfway through a project and wished you could start over? I have that many times in my life. I started to write a sermon, or start to teach something, and then I feel that I. Wish I can start over. I have made so many mistakes in my married life, and I wish that I can start over to be a good husband. A lot of people feel that way about life. I wish I could just start over. I have made so many mistakes. I wish I could wipe them out: the failures, the mistakes, the bad habits, the problems, the bad decision. Every one of us has regrets. Because nobody is perfect. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes too. I make wrong decision. I say wrong thing. I don't measure up to my own standards, much less than measuring up to God's perfect standards. I'm not perfect. You are not perfect. We all make mistake. Some people cannot seem to let go of their past mistake, and as a result, they let the past control. The present, they live in a state of regret. They get trapped in the past, disappointments and mistakes. They are sad, they are depressed, and they cannot move on. They are continually saying, "If only." They are tortured by painful memory. I blew it. Therefore, I'm going to pay for it for the rest of my life. God said that it is unnecessary for you and me 
to go around with a heavy load of guilt, old hurts, memories of mistakes. Colossians chapter two verse fourteen say he cancelled the record of charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. The Bible says that he forgives you all of your sins. What is sin? Sin is an accurate term or the arrow term, accurate. When a person would shoot an arrow at a bull's eyes and miss the target, it was called a sin. It missed the mark. That's why the Bible say all have sinned, including me, and have fallen short of the glory of God. It is an a term about arrow and shooting the arrow. All of us have fallen short of God's standard. But I tell you the good news: God offers complete forgiveness. He cancels every record of debt or charges against your life. No more charge. The words describe forgiveness is in the Bible. We call blot out, wipe out, wash away, cancel, completely gone, completely forgotten. That is cancellation, gone. Jesus Christ know the things you have done wrong in your past and in the future too, and He did not come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. He did not come to condemn you. He came to change you, to bless you, to forgive you, and to take away your sin on His body. And by the power of resurrection, He can wipe that out. John chapter three verse seventeen say, "I did not come to condemn the world." This is what Jesus said. I came to save it. He said, "I cancel out all of your past." Mistakes. The Lord forgives and wipes out all the mistake I have made in my life when I come to Him and repent of my sin. He wipes it completely clean, and with the same power, He can wipe all of your mistake completely clean. Jeremiah chapter thirty-one verse thirty-four: No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying. Know the Lord, just like what Paul said. I want to know Him, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin; I will remember no more. Wow, I like that. In Jeremiah chapter thirty-one, verse thirty-four. This scripture is one of the most amazing, powerful verses in the Bible. God, who made the world and the universe, the heavens and the earth, forgets everything you have done. Wow! God forgets. I cannot believe it. God has good memory, better than my memory. God chooses to forget and wipe out and cancel your wrongs, your mistakes, your failures. When you come to Him in humility, in a repentant heart, and admit them to Him and ask Him to forgive you, He cancels your past 
completely and forever. That is good news for you and me. Some of you, if you would say today, Christ Jesus, I want you to forgive me of all the things I have ever done wrong. I want to give my life to you. I want to make that commitment today. And then, if you were to die tonight and stand before God in heaven and say, "God, about that sin I committed two days ago," He would say to you, "What sin? What are you talking about?" Some of you have made some major mistakes in a business. He would say to you, "What mistakes? I don't remember. I wiped them out already." Some of you have gone through a divorce. He would say, "What divorce? I don't remember." God cancels your past that allows you to get on with the present and the future. God is a good God. Romans chapter eight verse one say, "There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according." To the flesh, but according to the spirit. I believe you are that person. You walk according to the spirit. You don't walk according to the flesh any longer. And God say, there is no more condemnation in your life. I have forgiven you. What is the basis for forgiveness? What is the basis? God's love and God's power. When Jesus Christ died on the cross. One of his last words from the cross was, "It is finished." It is finished. In the Greek language, that is very powerful word. It literally means paid in full, cancelled completely. God said to you, "That is what I did on the cross." I paid in full for every mistake you have made. Jesus shed his blood. He was crucified. He received all the punishment of your sin on his body. He was crucified on the cross. He received the punishment of sin so that you can stop crucifying yourself. He was hung for your hang-ups. That is the good news. If God forgets a sin the moment you confess it, and you ask Him for forgiveness, don't you think that you ought to forget it as well? How long do you remember a bill that has been paid for? I forget it already. All the bill I paid for, I don't even remember how much. I don't worry about last month's utility bill that I have paid. Once it's been paid, I forget it. Somebody said, "God takes all your mistakes and your failures and put them in the deepest part of the sea, when you give them to Him, and then He puts up a sign: no fishing, is gone, no fishing." God said, "The power to forgive you and cancel your past is the power of resurrection." That's number one. Everyone say, "The power of resurrection." Cancel all of my mistakes, all of my regrets, all of my sins, all of my failures. I can start over again every day. A new life, 
the superabundant life. Number two, the power of resurrection is given to you to conquer any problem in your life. This is the fact. Everybody has got problems. I have got problem. You have got problem. It's a part of life. If you don't have problem, check your pulse in your wrist here to see whether your heart still beating or not. Those people who don't have problems are up in the cemetery, or those dead people don't have problem. But I want to tell you right now, our real problem is what we do with our problems. What we're gonna do with our problems? We may try to solve them on our own power and our own strength. How do you know when you are trying to solve your own problems in your own strength? How do you know? I tell you, very easy. You are tired all the time. You are sick. You cannot sleep. You're weak because you depend on your strength to solve any problem in your life. You are sick and tired of being sick and tired. A man goes out mountains climbing and fall off a cliff. Halfway down, he claps onto a ledge and look down. It is about one thousand feet below him, and two thousand feet up. He thinks, "How am I going to get out of this problem?" He starts praying. God, please get me out of this. I am going to depend on your power and your strength. God, help me! Help me! Help me! A voice from heaven comes down. Trust me. Let go. I will catch you. He looks up and say, "Is there anybody else up there?" <laughs> He did not trust God's power to help him. God gives you the power to conquer every problem in your life because He loved you so much. Romans chapter eight verses thirty-five and verse thirty-seven: Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? Yet in all these things we are more than Congress through Him who loves us. Who is a conqueror? A conqueror means, according to the Webster Dictionary, one who overcomes by gaining control. A lot of people feel like their life are out of control. I am a victim of my circumstance. What can I do? I am powerless. You walk up to somebody and say, "How are you doing?" They say, "I'm doing okay under the circumstances." What are you doing under them? Somebody said, "Circumstances are like a mattress. You get on top, and you rest easily, or you get underneath the mattress, and you are suffocated." A lot of people are under their circumstances. They are suffocated. By the problems in their life, the fact is we cannot control our circumstances, but we can control how we respond to them. We may cry and complain, but you don't know my problems. You don't know all the problems I'm going through right now. 
Everybody hates me. Nobody loves me. It's bad. You are having a wonderful pity party because you are under the circumstances. The Bible says this way: by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and by His love, we are more than conquerors. In the Greek, it says we are super conquerors, overwhelming victory. If you put your life in God's hand, and you relied on the power of resurrection, nothing can destroy you. Nothing can swallow you up. Nothing can beat you. No matter how dark the situation is, God can turn it around. He is a powerful God. No situation in your life is hopeless. God loves to turn crucifixions into resurrections. The same power that enabled Jesus Christ to rise from the dead will allow you to rise over your problems. If problems come from your sinful nature and your weakness, His power can set you free from it. If problems come from Satan and demons, His power can stop them and cast them out. If problems come from other people, His power can stop them. Terrify them and protect you. If the problem come from COVID nineteen, coronavirus, the power of God can protect you. You dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and that virus cannot come near your dwelling. God can lead you to come out from the problem by the Holy Spirit. He is our healer. He is our deliverer. He's our waymaker, miracle worker, peace giver. He's our savior. He's our protector. He is our guide. It is the power to cancel your past, and it is the power to conquer your problems. Thank God, we don't have to fight with any problem in our life by our own strength. The power of God help us. This happened to me so many times. Sometimes I perform a very difficult surgery. I cry out to God in my heart. God helps me. Please help me. And the Lord really helped me in that surgery. God never failed to help me when I cry out to Him for His power to help me. So many times in my life, in my ministry, in my neurosurgery practice, in my being parenting. God always answer my prayer and help me. One time, I tried to sell my house, and the economy crashed. I could not sell the house, so I have two mortgages to pay. And I pray, the power of God move. He sent a buyer to buy the house that I wanted to sell with a good price. You see, God's power can help solve my problem. The last one. Resurrection power is the power to change our life, our personality. We all have some weaknesses and shortcomings, and some flaws in our life. It may be the weakness that your spouse wants you to change. Maybe that weakness that your wife say that I want my husband to really repent and change. One wife say this way. My husband is so 
temperamental. Ninety percent temper, ten percent very mental. One husband went into a marriage counseling one day and said, "I want to divorce right now." The pastor said to him, "But you said you promised before God to take her for better or for worse." The man said, "Yeah, pastor, but she is a lot worse." Than I took her for, so I want to divorce her. My dear brothers and sisters, <laughs> every marriage has problem because we all have flaws and weaknesses and shortcomings. The fact is, God uses a two-step process to change you and me, in order to become more like Jesus Christ, in order to become more righteous and upright and holy, to become a godly man. And a godly woman, a godly husband, a godly wife, a godly employer, and a godly employee, godly parents and children. The first step, we commit our life to Christ first. That is the initial turning point. When somebody becomes a Christian, he becomes a new person inside. He's not the same anymore. A new life. Has begun, the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells in His Spirit, and the resurrection power of Christ will begin to purify and sanctify Him. What happened? God said, "I wipe out your past mistake. I set you free from the bondage of sin. All of them are gone." That's what happened to me in 1981 when I invited Jesus Christ into my heart. The Holy Spirit came in, and all the guilts and the burden on my shoulder were lifted up, and the Lord began to work in me. I was not a very good man before I became a Christian. Sometimes my wife said to me, "I was so blinded. I did not know why I married you. I think God made her blinded, and she kind of." Overlooked my weaknesses. I was not a very nice man. I never smiled. I was very selfish and very pessimistic man. But after Christ came in me, every single year from year 1981 to today, year 2020, God still worked in me from glory to glory to glory. And I start my life over. At the time I accepted Jesus Christ, and I start my life over every morning. When I woke up, the Bible called this being born again. Being born again doesn't mean reincarnation; it just means that you get another chance, start over, new life. And I can start over every morning when I wake up. I want to become a better doctor, a better husband, a better pastor. The old is gone. I don't want to walk according to my flesh. I don't want to be carnally minded. I want to be changed by the Holy Spirit. The power of resurrection, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, has the power to change a man like me, one of the worst sinner in the world like me. And He is in me for my lifetime. It's a lifetime. Process. 
Therefore, we need to be patient with one another in the church. You need to be patient with your wife, with your husband, because it's a lifetime process. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans 12:2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 from another version said, "Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but let God remake you, so that your whole attitude of mind is changed." There is a myth going around like this: I cannot change. I have tried to change. I have worked so hard. I have used willpower. I have read books. I have gone to seminars, I have listened to tapes, but I cannot change. It is just the way I am. I will never be able to change. You are right. You cannot change on your own power, but with the power of resurrection, you can make a difference. God say, "I want to take your greatest weakness and turn it into your strength." I have the resurrection power. How does God do it? What is the process He uses? Galatians chapter five, twenty-two to twenty-three. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. When the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead, Comes into your life and controls your life. He will produce this kind of fruit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Rather than being loving, we should usually feel unloved and unlovely and unloving. Rather than being joyful, we are usually defeated, depressed, and discouraged. Rather than having peace, we feel upright, uptight, worry, and pressure. Rather than patience, we are frustrated, short-tempered, and irritated. I have the good news for you. There is nothing good about me. I know, I have nothing good about me. But faithfulness can come into me. I don't have to betray people anymore. Joy can come in me. I don't have to be depressed anymore. Peace come in me. I don't have to be upset and angry anymore. I can keep my words. I can be gentle because the Holy Spirit work in me. I don't have to be resentful. I can be self-controlled. I don't have to say my life is falling apart. No. God give me power to control my flesh, and my life gonna be the top, not the bottom, the head, not the tail. These are the characteristic of the person who let the power of God work in his life. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is not something you work up or you try to make it yourself. It's not something you get from trying to force yourself to be more loving, more joyful, more patient. 
It is something that God does on the inside of you by the power of resurrection. Baptism with fire can help you. God sent the fire of the Holy Spirit to come in your life, touch you, cleanse you. His fire purchases your sinful nature, bondages, and changes you from glory to glory until you become more like His Son, Jesus Christ. There are many things that try to keep you and me from becoming the person you want to be and God wants you to be. What are they? The devil? Other people? Yes, the devil will try. Other people will try to cause you to be unloving or tempt you to do something. But there is one thing called procrastination. Procrastination is deadly. You say this way, I have every intention to change. I will do it tomorrow. Waiting, delay, procrastination are not good. Intentions alone don't do anybody any good. Many people who are getting ready to leave, but they never leave. You may say, I am aiming to change, but you never take actions of faith. You don't depend on God's power because your own self has no power to change. Procrastination is fatal. You say this way, one of these days, I'm going to the dentist. One of these days, I'm going to have that surgery I need. One of these days, I'm going to spend more time with my family. One of these days, I'm going to get serious about being a Christian. I'm going to get active in church and serve the Lord. One of these days, I'm going to change my eating habit. I'm going to stop smoking and drinking. One of these days. There's an interesting story in the book of Exodus, chapter 8, verses 9 to 10. And Moses said to Pharaoh, accept the honor of saying when I shall intercede for you, for your servants and for your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your houses, that they may remain in the river only. So Pharaoh said, Tomorrow. And he said, Let it be according to your word, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. The amazing thing about a movie called The Ten Commandments was there were different plagues and every plague made fun of a different Egyptian god, the cows, the lice. And one of the most interesting things was the plague of frogs. How would you like to have frogs in your bedroom? The Bible says there were frogs everywhere. I am sure Mrs. Pharaoh was putting pressure on Pharaoh to give in to Moses' request and get rid of all the frogs on her bed. One day Moses comes and Pharaoh gives up. Moses says, when do you want me to get rid of the frogs and pray to God? Pharaoh gives a very classic answer of human being, procrastination. He says, tomorrow. He must be crazy 
There is a famous sermon called "One More Night with the Frogs." Why in the world would anybody put off a change that was going to be positive? Why wouldn't he say right now, Pharaoh? I don't like these frogs, but Pharaoh did not say that. Pharaoh say tomorrow. You and I do the same thing. Sometimes we procrastinate and put off many things in our life that should be good to us. Why we procrastinated? Maybe complacency. We are just too lazy to change. Maybe fear. We don't know what the changes are going to bring about in our life. Maybe pride. We are so stubborn, therefore we procrastinate. Any space experts will tell you that most of the amount of fuel in a rocket is used up in the first few hundred yards of of the launch pad. It takes tremendous energy. To get a rocket off the launch pad, once it's going in orbit, it's much easier to direct. The hardest thing in our life is not to get going. The hardest thing in life is to break procrastination. I'm gonna do it now from today. I'm not gonna be stubborn anymore. I'm gonna allow the power of God to come in to cancel my past. To solve my problem and to change my personality and my lifestyle, it's one thing for me to come in here to talk to you and say Jesus Christ can cancel your past. He can help to conquer your problem that you're facing right now, and he can change your personality. And you go out and say, "Oh, one of these days, I'm going to let God do it." One of these days, I will believe in God's promises and allow the Holy Spirit to touch me and change me. One of these days, I'm going to let the power of God work in my life. Jesus is not in the tomb any longer. Jesus Christ is alive. Since He is alive, He gives you the power to change. Why don't you experience the power of resurrection now? From today on, Jesus Christ has the power to make the changes in your life, to give victory to you, and He can give you power to heal you, to use you to preach the gospel, to build His church, to set you free from demons. He can give you the power to get started. He gives you the power to keep going. To be set free from addiction and diseases, and to be more than a conqueror, He will give you the power to break procrastination, and you can change. You can be more consistent. You can be more faithful, more joyful. You can overcome any addiction, any sickness, anything in your life. You don't have to stick with the things. That is not good for you. You can be victorious. You have no power on your own. You were created to depend on the power of God. 
if you are not able to let go of the past, you have been unable to be free. You have been living in the past. You still facing problem, and you are so tired of your wrong personality, your wrong habit. Jesus Christ offers you complete forgiveness, and He can put your back life together, your life back together. He can change you. It's never too late to start over again. You are never a failure until you give up. He can give you. The peace of God that surpasses your understanding. Maybe you are overwhelmed by your problems right now. No situation is hopeless. Relax, trust God. Depend on His power and His grace. Present your request to Him. Ask Him. Let go of the past. You don't have to be controlled by circumstances. No problem is too big. For the power of resurrection, he is still in the resurrection business. What you are waiting for? Open up your life. Why wait another day? Give your life to Christ right now. Walk by the Spirit and ask Him to fill you with His power right now. If you want to receive Jesus into your heart right now, you may know about Him. You grow up in the church. Maybe your parents force you to go to church, but now you say, "I want the Lord Jesus to become my personal savior. I want to experience the power of the resurrection." Why don't you pray with me and ask Jesus to come into your life, Father? Thank you so much for loving me first. You sent your Son Jesus Christ. Into the world to pay for my sin, to take my curses, to take the sickness on my body, to take the poverty from me. Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. I received you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. I. Want to depend on the power of resurrection. May your power work in me and through me. I repent of my sin and ask you to forgive me. From today on, I will walk with you, serve you by the power of resurrection. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are still alive, and you can hear my prayer. In your name, Jesus, I ask you, Amen. Congratulations! I believe that you will find a good church to go. And let me pray for you, Father. I pray that the power of resurrection shall work in my brothers and sisters' lives if they are sick. I command by the power of God, by the working of the Holy Spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, that the sickness have to go. If they are being attacked by the devil, by demons, I command demons and evil spirit and Satan to take your hand off 
from my brothers and sister. If they are facing financial situation, financial debt, or poverty, they're facing addiction, or they're struggling with any kind of wrong habits. I pray that the power of resurrection shall set them free. They shall have victory. They can be more than conquerors in this world. And the love of God flow into their life. May the fire of God really work in them, change them, transform them to become more like Jesus Christ. They shall be victorious people. They shall be the head, not the tail. They shall have power to obey your commandments and to walk in the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. May the Lord bless you. And Pastor Dad loved you very much. And we want you to grow up spiritually, to be fruitful, to be blessed, healthy, to be full of super abundant grace of God, to be victorious, you, your children, your grandchildren, to the thousand generation shall be blessed by the hand of Yeshua Hamakshik, by the power of resurrection. God bless you. We love you. God bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Oh, Thursday.